0: Welcome to Let's Get Metaphysical, the show that stretches you beyond your five senses. When you are looking for your next step on the path into the unseen, we've got you covered. Join epic adventure seekers and level up your game with your host, reality magician, Allie Bierman. Greetings, Epic Adventure Seekers. Welcome to your guide to demystifying your world. I'm Allie Bierman, and you are listening to Let's Get Metaphysical, Connecting Heart and Mind. Today's guest is Connie Whitman, who brings high energy and passion to the world of business. But first, I have a question for you. Have you ever felt like life just happens to you? If that's you, I made a gift for you. Step in a new direction. In this quick read, you'll begin to discover your power and control every day in your life. The link to download your copy is in the show notes. Connie is known for her high energy, passionate, heart-centered and enthusiastic approach to teaching and coaching. As CEO of Whitman & Associates for over 20 years, she assists business owners, leaders, and sales teams to build powerhouse organizations through transformational tools and enhance communication skills. Her book, ESP, Easy Sales Process, Seven Steps to Sales Success, is a three-time number one international bestseller. She shares her inspiring comments and content in her weekly podcast, The Heart-Centered Sales Leader and Enlightenment of Change. I subscribe to and listen to both and encourage you to jump into whether or not you own or run a business, Connie's wisdom and diverse guests can spark your daily life. I feel grateful now to welcome my friend and mentor, Connie Whitman. Hey, Allie, thank you so much for having
1: me on and and yeah it, when I hear my bio I think ooh she sounds interesting
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, hope so. we need to be proud of ourselves before we go out and share ourselves right yeah there is an
1: element of that but I, I'm jo- I, I am joking to some I- extent but yeah and, and I just want to comment. The, the sh- both of my shows are totally business, but you don't have to be a business owner. A lot of the people that follow me are executives, middle management, and the younger generation seems to be following me because we talk a lot about leadership skills and communication skills. And so it's not only for business owners. So yeah, thank you for saying that yeah, as well. Yeah,
0: because I follow them coming from a different place from somebody who's a totally. business owner. One of the most important messages that you share obviously, in my opinion, is the concept of listening versus hearing. Now, as someone who includes chapters on that topic in all my books and courses, I would love to hear how you present and awaken people to that crucial difference in communication.
1: Yeah. And I love that you include that, Allie, in your books, because we don't, I don't think we talk enough about listening skills. And you, I mean, you know the statistics. It, we humans are listening, attention span is six seconds. A goldfish has a longer attention span than us. So just kind of percolate on that for a second. Second thing, when I started in my career, you know, 39 years ago, it was probably about 38 years ago. I was in a meeting. I was uh, selling insurance at the time. We were in a sales meeting on a Friday morning and the regional manager got up and you know, they would have speakers come and different things to learn. And he said something to me that was so profound. I remember I was young, right? I had very limited experience. And he said, you know, when you're with your clients, remember you have two ears and one mouth. So you should be listening twice as much as you speak. And Allie, I was like, Oh, that makes so much sense. Because if my client is speaking, I really understand where they're coming from. And then, pff, When I come to my solution, right, what my recommendation would be, it becomes a no brainer because I fully understand the client. Well, fast forward now through my career and now in business over 20 years when I teach really, really, we should be listening 70% of the time and really only speaking that 30%. So that 30% for anyone listening and hey, this isn't any part of your career, not just in sales, not just in business, in your life with your kids, with your spouse, significant other asking questions, right? When you ask a question go into listening mode, allow the other person to speak. So the only time you really should be speaking is when you're asking a question or you're coming back and providing some type of a solution to whatever the situation is, right? Especially with kids, think about that. So when the other person is speaking 60, 70% of the time, think about the amount of valuable content, intel, information you're learning so that when you do go to respond, you're having this just magnificent conversation instead of taking turns talking at each other which is currently what are you, what we actually do as humans talking
0: at each other and not only not listening probably not even hearing because most people are figuring out what am i going to say when he or she takes a breath and i can jump in that's, that's hardly right. communication and i work a lot in relationships And people say, well, we don't communicate, but they have no clue what communication actually is and what it entails, because it's such a powerful force. Everything that you just described, listen, speaking things aloud, they're going through figuring stuff out. So they're coming up very often with their own solutions. And you're just there, as you said, ask the right questions to keep them going in that direction. So coaching people for decades, I discovered that a huge determining factor in determining success or the lack thereof is one's view of change. In your work, I imagine change can make or break business growth. How do you transform that fear? Because most people have a fear of change into forward movement. You know, that's
1: like the million dollar question, isn't it, Allie? Because fear is real. And everybody listening, I'm not minimizing that element of fear, because as soon as we hear something's changing, COVID, something changed and literally the world stopped. So we had to figure out, like I know for myself, my husband has lost his job. My income literally stopped. We had some, you know, my son was still in college, so we had the college tuition coming in and everything stopped. So what do you do? What do you do? So you, you really I believe that and, and my process of, of change, right, especially let me let me take a step back. Change can occur in two ways. One, you choose it. I'm going to look for a new job. I'm going to move and downsize a house, or I'm going to move from an apartment I'm going to purchase a home. There are choices that you, and then you could put a plan together because it's your choice, right? You know how to proceed. But when change is thrust upon you, you're downsized. A new company comes in and emerges and your position changes and you hate the new thing you're doing. Now you're put in a position where you didn't have a choice supposedly, okay? So now what do you do from there? And this is where I do believe that, fear creeps in. You still have a choice though. So you can choose to do nothing. Remember it's a choice. You chose to do nothing. Oh, it's the way it is. Oh, I need a paycheck. Oh, my mortgage is due. All of those are real reasons. That doesn't mean that you let fear seep in and debilitate you. Yes. I do not recommend. I hate my job because I have a new boss and I'm going to quit tomorrow. Uh, you have responsibilities. Please don't do that. However, you can say, I fear, I see you. I know I'm afraid of the unknown. I am choosing to take control. So I'm going to quiet you for a minute and I'm going to come up with a plan of attack so I could get my resume together. Maybe I start networking more. Maybe I update my LinkedIn page, whatever it is that's forward moving. And what happens, Allie, when we move forward one, one baby step at a time, not giant steps, we're talking baby steps at a time, you build momentum, fear dissipates. Now you have a clear plan. And what do you think happens then? Opportunity comes a knocking because you're open and ready for it versus I don't have a choice. I'm stuck here. You're making that choice. You'll never see the opportunities in front of you. So just be mindful of that. It's dangerous because fear is real. And again, I'm not minimizing that. Control it, though. You really have to change your mindset to say, I know I'm afraid. This is what how I'm planning to move forward. And one other thing, Allie, for me in my whole career, and my whole business, if I was told no, because I was told early on in my career, uh, first job I had out of college, I was told I was a female and they would not promote me into a sales position because they only gave that to men. So I had a choice, right? I needed the job. I could stay or I could pull up my big girl pants and say, well, okay, then I'm going to look and go elsewhere. And that's what I ended up doing. It took me a few months. Don't get me wrong. I was you know, I had my tail between my legs. I was hurt that they wouldn't promote me, even though I was the right candidate because I was a woman like what found another job. And, you know, the rest is history. So just come up with a plan Even if change is thrust upon you, trust me, the opportunities come a knocking.
0: I believe that nothing happens accidentally, that everything is according to some larger plan that we may never understand, but we're always directed in the direction of our highest good. In my early years, I was a psychotherapist and I had a colleague, her name was Barbara Adams. And I remember this, I write this in all my books. She said... Everything in life is a choice. And some choices are more difficult to make than others. So I've been living my life that way for decades, because as you say, when something's thrust upon us, you can go to fear. The other thing I love is that you were saying you can choose to put it aside. I uh, will maybe say thank you for sharing, because I know it's that little ego voice babbling away in there. But the same kind of path, I guess I would say, as you follow. and. I'm imagining that's why you're so powerful in your field. You know, it it could. It's my
1: personality too. I am uh, assertive. I'll just say I am an assertive person. I'm not afraid of failing forward. So if somebody has an idea and I think it's a good idea, right, I'll evaluate it. And I'll think, this is how I live my life, Allie, again, what's the worst thing that can happen? If I could still pay the mortgage and put food on the table... And not that we want to lose money, certainly never my intention, but I think if I can lose that money and it's not really going to change my life, let me really look at this and evaluate it. Then I look at the what is the best scenario that could possibly happen. And then for me, reality usually is somewhere in the middle. But if the worst case scenario is something that I can handle and the upside is exponentially high, I to me, it's the risk and reward that I evaluate. I'll I'll put my foot in the ring. If it's 51% in my favor, usually I'll jump in. And I'll give you a really quick example. Eight years ago, almost nine years ago now, my goodness, time flies. I was approached to do a podcast. I didn't even know what a podcast was, Allie. And at first, right, the negative record player played for me, guys, just like all of you. And it was like... Why is this guy sending me this, this request to be a podcast host? What do you know about a podcast host? I think this is a scam who would reach out to you, right? All of the negative record player. So net net, I responded to see if it was truly a scam and it was legit. And he said that I had a digital footprint. Now, this was almost nine years ago. I didn't even know what a digital footprint was, but it was my, my website, my social media, all of that stuff. I, not only was I a working mom through my whole career, but I was a female business owner. Additionally, I had this very spiritual side that I blended really well with this corporate life. Right. So I kind of had the foot in both worlds. And he said that people were fascinated by that of having the spirituality, but still being able to function in, in the corporate world. So net net, I was like, okay. So I was walking with a friend, very distraught. It was money. It was a few thousand dollars. We had little ones at home, right? My kids played hockey, everything, you know, expenses. So I went walking with a friend one day with beautiful park locally. And I said, oh, I don't know. I don't know. She goes, what's the worst thing that can happen? So I said, I lose the several thousand dollars. And she goes, do will you pay your mortgage? We'll put food on the table. I'm like, yeah, you know, I will. She goes, what's the upside that can happen? I go, I become famous and I'm international, right? Joking around, tongue in cheek. And I looked at her and I said, I have to do this. The risk reward is a no brainer. Fast forward now, Allie, I have two podcasts. Yes, I'm international. I have people that follow me from around the world. Podcast is generating revenue for me. Was it a no-brainer? Of course it was. At the time, did I know that? I was pooping my pants. I was such a nervous wreck because it was thousands of dollars at risk. So again, that's that's just kind of how I live my life now going forward.
0: Yeah, I was just really excited when you agreed to share your world with my listeners. You are a Pristine example in everything you just said of someone who clearly lives heart and mind connected, you do such a magnificent job of crossing the bridge between left brain world and right brain intuition it 's always been that way no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, uh, when I hit 40, see, it's fascinating, right? Or d- The different decades and, and everybody listening can relate. Look back in your 20s, right? Look back in your 30s, look back in your 40s. And when I hit, I started my business, I was 39. I had babies at home and I hit 40. And Allie, the funniest thing happened in my inbox, right? In my email, I started getting emails about law of attraction, manifestation. And the more I read, don't you know? the more things that found their way into my inbox. Now, had they always been there? I honestly don't know. They probably were. I probably was like, oh, this is nonsense. Delete, delete, delete. And then something happened for me at 40. A veil lifted. I, I can't say exactly, but I became intrigued and fascinated. And then, of course, what happened? I went down that deep rabbit hole anything I could read about law of attraction, then the secret came out, which I I thought the movie was okay. I felt like it was missing pieces, right? So already I was starting to see how to manifest and why it was missing things. And so I became, I just started living my life from this becoming a manifester, my affirmations, you know, started to try to meditate all of those things that I had never even known about before I hit 40. <laughs> so I wish I could say, yes, I've been I was enlightened in my teenage
0: years. Not true. <laughs> I was about 40. I think that's not uncommon when people start saying, is there something more to life than just the stuff I'm doing every day? So I'm going to take a quick sponsor break and get back and follow up on what you just said. Affirmations work 100% of the time. If yours do not produce your desired results, then it's time to discover what others do not tell you about how and what to say and the secret no one shares that leaves you thinking affirmations do not work for you. Take advantage of my very special offer, Allie, on goals and affirmations. The link is in the show notes. I love what you said about all those things showing up in your email and maybe they were always there because I experienced something very similar to that recently. There were, you know, we get so much spam, I don't know who these people are. And there was one name I kept seeing. I didn't know who the heck it was. And one day I decided to click on it and it was like, wow, I'm definitely interested in I was interested in it at that time, but not before, because I don't know how many times I'd seen the person in my inbox, but one of my goals. in this podcast is to help people see how the universe is acting in our everyday life. You shared your example and I had a very similar experience.
1: Again, I didn't understand any of this synchronicity. Right, the universal laws. I didn't know any of that. It's just funny how, when you look back, you clearly see, even as a younger child, I can see the synchronicities. You don't know it at the time, right? Because I, again, it wasn't in my radar, but left that company that said, You're female, we can't promote. So, you know, now I understand synchronicities, even though at the time I I didn't know what that was. So, When I was told that I was a female and they wouldn't put me in the position for the sales position because the company wouldn't allow it. The company structure literally wouldn't allow it. I went and I got my insurance licenses and I got my series seven license. I I was going at night to school for my MBA in finance. So I thought, well, this makes sense, right? All the pieces of the puzzle fit together. Anyway, I went, got licensed. And one of our one of my friends was getting me a job at Prudential and it was down in Tonge River. Which is maybe about a 40 minute commute for me. No big deal. Well, I get my licenses. I spent all of this money and time. I go to the regional manager down there and he goes, We don't have a job for you. I was, Are you? Because now I needed to make money. I had depleted my savings and it was a full commission job. I left this good job with, an, with a paycheck, spent all my savings, and now you're telling me you don't have a job. So he said, Well, let me call around calls one of the offices, which is in Little Silver, New Jersey, which was about 15 minutes from me. This guy, I go and interview with him, the regional, and he's like, yeah, I think you'd be a really good fit. We're looking for women, ironically. (laughs) See, again, that didn't resonate with me at first. There were 43 men in the office. I was the only female and I was 23 or 24. So you can imagine that experience. I won't even go into that. So fast forward now, I was going for my MBA at night. I was working these long hours. I was learning. So I had zero time to date men. All of that was like <laughs> waste of my time. I have no time for this nonsense. Plus, men were exhausting. I felt it in my 20s. So isn't that funny? This guy comes in to the young men that worked with me. This, this guy kept coming and kept coming in. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? They would go out to go to bars and out to eat. And I'd work because I'm, I'm, I was working right so hard. Fast forward. That's the man I married. <laughs> so, it just that's a long story short. So if I hadn't been told we don't promote women. I wouldn't have pursued with this friend to go and get licensed. I got, would have gotten the job in the Tom River office. I never would have met my husband. That ended up pushing me to little silver. These young men were the ones I sat next to and I got friendly with, got friendly with their girlfriends and I got friendly with my husband. We became such great friends. I went to a wedding with him, blah, blah, blah. With the, I didn't even know him two years and we were married and I wasn't dating. I had zero. Can you imagine? So tell me that those points of, of each of those points. Absolutely had to happen for me to find him, or for him to find me. That's
0: cool, and I loved it. It was only fifteen minutes from your home, too. It, the trifecta of winning, right, <laughs> Ellie? It was a trifecta of winning. So funny, so funny. Let me ask you, because you have such a diversity of skills, is there any one kind of problem or situation that brings people to you?
1: I think now at this point, either organizations that have sales teams where sales specifically are not there. It's like 30% of their job. So example would be like a banker, an attorney, a CPA, really, really their job is their job. And, but they have to grow the business, right? They have to bring in billable hours. So on the corporate side, that's where I get, quite a bit of business as well. I come in and I teach their teams and we help create a corporate culture, which is really for me, very uh, focused on the client journey. It's always about the client because if we don't have clients. We don't have a business, whether you're a business owner or you're an executive in an organization, you're not going to have business if you don't look at that client journey. So for me, and that's why when people say I don't like sales, I said, because you're not communicating properly to me, sales is teaching and educating And that's the communication process that we have to come from. The other piece since COVID, I'm getting a lot of clients who are business owners who aren't necessarily afraid of sales. They just know like, I haven't, I haven't honed that skill because I'm passionate about whatever their product or services. So again, 30% of their job is bringing in more revenue to scale their business. So I'm helping them maximize the revenue and scale their business by teaching them how to have the right conversation conversation with the client. It's always about the conversation. It's always about the client experience for me.
0: Which is the same thing that with your kids is the experience being there present with your kid, being present with your husband. There really is a separate line in how we interact with other people that I remember someone teaching me the most important person in the whole world is the person you're with in that moment. And just really be focused, no agenda, no chattering going on in here. It's
1: always, it has, it should always be about the person that you're conversing with or the group of people and being present is not, it goes back to the listening piece Mm -hmm. though, Allie. I I think people get very distracted because our attention span is so short. And because we have so much stimuli with our phone pinging and all these other things. And you know, what's funny, we, my kids growing up, when I finally let them have a phone, they didn't have a phone until they were in high school, strict mom, strict Italian mom here. But when they did have a phone, there was no phones at the dinner table. If we went out to dinner, nobody took their phones out now like, because my mom and dad are 90 and 92. So I always have my cell phone with me. Just, you know, God forbid you get that call. Right. So I always have my phone. And if it pings and I look down to see if my dad left a message or something, my boys will say to me, no phones at the dinner table. And I say, I know I'm not picking it up. I just, you never know if grandma, grandpa needs me, but they call me out. So that's kind of, and and again, they're men, they're 21 to 24. We live by that rule to this day. Be present at the dinner table. It's
0: something that- it makes me a little bit crazy because I'm quite a bit older than you and we didn't have cell phones. And the first time my daughter and fiance came to visit me and they're sitting at the breakfast table and he's on his phone and she's on her phone. They're not talking to each other. I thought that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> It's weird.
1: It's weird because we didn't grow up with cell phones, but the kids did. So, again, I think boundaries. um, Another thing I will share when I do uh, training, especially live training in my corporate clients, there's a lot of younger people in that training. They think nothing of having their phone. So if I notice they keep looking at their Mm -hmm. phone, I just say, oh, I should have said at the start of the day, can we put our phones on silent? If you have children, you can leave your phone on your desk. God forbid they need to reach you. But I notice my phone isn't even present. I leave it in my purse. And they, oh, okay, okay. And they happily oblige. It's never like rolling of the eyes or any of that. They happily oblige because I present it in a respectful manner. And I say, I don't have my phone out, right?
0: So put yours away. I love that you honor, like you said, if they have kids or if they had a family oh. member who might meet. I, I had never thought of that because people always say, put yourself cell phone Somebody could actually have a need to be able to see it.
1: If they're in training, they're not at their landline. Like I have elderly parents. So, again, I think as you live life, you become aware of situations. But if you have little ones that are, you know, letting themselves in the door and they promise to call you and you say, I'm training today, make sure you text me. You should get that text. That's an important text that, you know, your child is safe, Mm -hmm. right? So we have to be, again, I'm Gumby. I call myself Gumby. Rules are great, but we have to be flexible because life is real. (laughs) We're functioning in reality, Allie. We are not functioning in in a perfect world. So we have to make sure that we accommodate people and honor whatever their situation is. Definitely.
0: And you're very honoring of my, that's my experience of you. And it's like, why wouldn't you be? <laughs> you are all people and we're pretty much the same. So why not see everybody with needs that they have? Sometimes it might be a little different than other times.
1: Yeah. Judge, judge, not until you walk in my shoes, Definitely. right? You don't know what I'm going through. So don't sit there and Absolutely. judge. And I really live by that. And I try to teach my kids that everybody's got something they're dealing with mm-hmm. Allie, just, show kindness because you really don't know what the burden is at this time or tragedy or trauma. Cause we all go through it at different points in life. So just, you have to really, really be kind. I, I, I wish, I wish we had a kinder world sometimes, you know,
0: I totally get that. And I know after I had brain surgery and it was hard for me to walk, it was hard for me to talk. And so I could recognize in somebody else. Like if I was on the phone with a customer service, Person And they were having a problem. Once upon a time, I might have been really annoyed, but now I understand where they're coming from. So I'm just patient. I love what what you just said. I was so disappointed that I found you just after your last webinar. So I want to know if you have any events scheduled that we can register to attend or a new book or project or what's going on for you. So I have a free gift
1: for all of your listeners, and this will get them on my email list, too, so that you'll see everything that's going. But, yes, I could give you when my next workshop is. It's free. So, again, I'm all about just sharing, and I feel the right people find me when they need me. And then we work together from there. So again, never any pressure whenever anybody's in my presence. But the first thing is, if they go to my website, it's Whitman. So, so it's W-H-I-T-M-A-N-A-S-S-O-C dot com and then do slash C-S-A for your communication style assessment, C-S-A. And you'll put that in the show notes so everybody could find it easy peasy. What you'll get when you take this, it's a little quiz, a little assessment, uh, take you maybe eight minutes, nine minutes to fill out. And then you'll get a report that will spotlight your superpowers of what's natural for you and how you communicate and how you're perceived. Perception is reality. So that's useful. The other report you'll get is your lowest score, which is typically our blind spot that we don't know that certain people make us uncomfortable or certain people we find it hard to communicate with. Usually it's your lowest score score. So by spotlighting that for you, it's just showing you a blind spot. So we stop shooting ourselves in the foot. From there, you'll get in my email. And then I am running. It's funny, I just scheduled this today with my marketing team. July, I'm running two workshops. One is going to be July 28th, 12 p.m. Eastern. I'm on the East Coast. And then I'm going to do it again, August 3rd at 3 p.m. Eastern. So I'm trying to get West Coast people a lunch and then the morning and same for the East Coast people. So August, uh, July 28th, August 3rd. And the webinar workshop, uh, it's how to eliminate the five layers of buyer's resistance. Okay. And it's all about, we talk all about communication throughout the entire thing.
0: That was the one I missed getting into. So I'll be signing yes, she up for it. Yeah, we, we met right after it, Allie. Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, is there any message that y- you said a lot of incredibly valuable things? I don't usually wish that people had taken notes during our podcast. <laughs> That's the advantage of a podcast. You can go back, listen again. Is there a particular message you'd like to live with people besides all the wisdom you've already imparted? I think if I had,
1: a, I'm going to give two: change, talk to fear. I see you're there. I feel you. We're going to park you for now. And then, Logic. Try to write out a plan and then reiterate the plan if you have to and take one little baby step forward, whatever that is. It could be as simple as updating your LinkedIn profile. I mean, keep it simple. So that's one. Don't fear change. And the other one is really, really work on listening skills. The the world becomes fascinating when you're fascinated by others. So really work on those listening skills. When I tell you it will serve every relationship you have, it will serve every relationship you you have exponentially
0: oh, thank you thank you thank you so much for sharing with us today and thank you for being thank a you Allie. loving caring powerhouse in the world making changes uh-huh. in a way that i believe people can accept and move on
1: thank you so much for having me and i i really hope your listeners found value in our conversation so thank you so much for for inviting me
0: All of you Epic Adventure Seekers, be sure that you join our Facebook group where you can ask questions or just make friends with some of the other people who are on the same journey as you and that link and all the links we mentioned today are in the show notes. And I will see you next time. You've been listening to a talk on the Wilder Side. Thanks for tuning in to Let's Get Metaphysical. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and be sure to share it with your friends. Tune in every Monday for more exciting insights and wisdom on life beyond your five senses. Until next time, take a small step in a new direction. Start now.